0: Greetings and salutations to our podcast audience. Welcome back, Ed Nathan. How's everybody doing? Good, good. doing good, doing I'm, good.
1: I'm low on my water. I
0: You're just realized. low. All yeah, right, we are we are on uh, po- uh, podcast two, podcast two of this recording of this recording, day. recording session. Yes. Still Nathan's birthday.
1: Still my birthday.
0: He got two weeks of
1: birthday. <laughs> there you go. Let me know.
0: Yep. So if you still haven't... If you missed last episode, celebrate with Nathan. Celebrate with Nathan, yeah. this so. belated birthday. You're going to get birthday for weeks, man.
1: Uh, yeah, that's great. How special
0: are you? Yeah,
1: I guess I'm very special.
0: You are. I'm very i just special like I make a shout out to our podcast
2: listeners that are faithful like Sherry. I just want to say Sherry's, Sherry's name. Sherry's name, okay. I just want to say
0: Sherry's name.
1: Hey, Sherry.
0: All right. Hey, Sherry. And if you send in a question and put your name on it, we'll call your name out. It, if you it say don't, we
2: won't. I mean, if you say don't, right. we won't. That's right. We'd still like to know who you were. We could be more personal in our answering.
1: If you don't want us to say your name, I would suggest not putting your Just name. Just don't even put the it. The likelihood <laughs> this that we is my will name. remember don't say not to.
2: <laughs> this is who I am. Be, I don't know why that would happen.
0: You keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. Boy, have I heard that before. Okay. All right, we've got several questions. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get to all of them. I hope to, but I know we're going to get to two of these. So here we go. First question, uh, and it's very quick and very simple. We're going to have to probably expound on this, but here is the question put simple. The question is going to be short. The answer is going to be really long. (laughs) Here's the short question. Are all sins equal or not?
2: I'm going to take the yes position and someone else can take, the, take no, the no position. You take the no okay. position. It's not a
0: debate. They are it's both not. correct. No, it, it really <laughs> boils down to what do you mean by equal? Yeah. So, um, yes. Yeah. So Equal to who? Equal to whom and equal in what de- degree? Yes. That's so, right. so, okay, well, I'll, you want me to throw out a short answer and then we'll go long? I, yeah, All go. sins are equal in how they uh, affect our relationship with God. So in that sense, Yes all yes. sins are equal but all sins are not equal in their consequences to me, to me and the people in, that yes. I
2: may impact in with this the life. sin I commit yes
0: so there yeah. you go
1: well and I think it also just we'll throw and this we way.
2: and we we'll, and I, I'll expound this cuz I do know the person that yep. I'm not going to say their name but uh they point to, and there is a place in the scripture that talks about sins of the flesh, and I can think about Paul talking about everybody that sins of the flesh sins against their own body. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing yep. that's the passage. And wasn't it,
0: John, it said there's a sin that leads to death? Sin
2: that leads to death. And uh, so, you know, there are sins that seem to be, and then the writer of Proverbs lists out a whole bunch of stuff and just says, God hates this stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. By the way, well, I won't go, go into that. I don't think any of them are sins of the flesh.
0: Hmm. I have to go back and look you at why that. Why don't you look
2: that up? Somebody look no, that up. I don't, I don't have my phone with me today. I was just thinking about it. I know, You're talking uh, about
1: the the six things God detests. There are seven things that There are he six things yeah. he hates. Whoa, forgot one or something. There are seven. <laughs> that's that's, a, that's that, a rhetorical device. Yeah, it is. Is. Oh, that's a poetic license. I was, license,
0: was, right I was just that. making a preacher joke. I just
1: want to make sure everyone's on the same page.
0: So, you know, I think it's, I think it's pretty clear, though, in Scripture that... There are sins that have greater consequences to people. Like, you know, for instance, you know, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount says that, um, mur- you know, you shouldn't murder, but I'm telling you, don't even be angry. If you get
2: angry, it's the
0: same. And then he kind of says, because it's the same thing. But I, I think we all understand that Jesus didn't mean getting angry and shooting somebody. Is of the same, you know, value. No. we know that there's much more damage done through murder than anger. He was helping us see the what this di- different this dichotomy we just said is there are sins that have way far-reaching more con- more far-reaching consequences to people, but when God sees sin as a category, it is the same.
2: Some of those internal sins in my relationship with God are often harder to root out than big sins that are external, Hmm. because big external sins I have, like, you know, again, anger that expresses itself by me hitting you or yelling at you, there are also cultural things that help me discipline myself not to do that. I can't hold jobs, Mm -hmm. I can't be in a relationship with people, but I can hate everybody Mm -hmm. and be a preacher, I know, I, know, I know some of the nastiest, ugly, most hateful people that don't like anybody, yeah. and they stand up and, you know, in the name of God, they do that stuff. Yeah. But, and there's no societal pressure to stop that kind
1: of anger and hatred.
2: But it damages their relationship spiritually
1: with God. So here are the six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Haughty eyes, which is a great phrase, Uh, Mm -hmm. a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. Um, And then it's, this is, I was just looking because I found it on it. So he says lying twice. Yeah. So it's repetitive. I think that's the, (laughs) I think that's, that was the question I was going to get to, which is it depends on how you define sin because Hmm. we often want to break things down into categories, which is always very uh, difficult. And I know that talks about sins of the flesh. We don't really have time, I don't think, to get into what those definitions are. I don't think Paul is making, uh, or, or even Jesus in these cases, is making differentiations between anything and saying like, this is a certain category and you got to avoid this and this one you don't have to avoid as much. Anything we do that stops me, we've used the term violates the law of love, or anything I do that keeps me from loving another person or loving God is sin. And sin is evil, and it's all evil. And so like here, like you mentioned, when he mentions the six or seven things, right, lying gets mentioned twice. Now, does that mean that's a double Is that a double cost that I have to get the lying part? And
2: and let's just be really clear. That's one that most people, including most Christians, sort of wink at. Sure. Because we've all done it. We tend to take a harder line at things that I used to do or I know somebody that does, but I don't necessarily struggle with that. Those are the ones, you know, they're an abomination.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and so then you get to this place, and I've heard people even kind of talk about this, like, is... A cheating on my spouse or having sex and telling my spouse with someone else, how many sins get caught up in that? Because there was probably lust that began, then there was deception on one of them, then there was another. Like, do I count that as eight different sins, or is it all one big sin, or is it? Yes. Th- th- that's this quantifying...
2: It, it's, again, both. We're it right, is one I mean, big sin both. and it's a if, bunch of little ones. If
1: we want to quantify it, or I can just say there's something broken in me mm. that allows me to engage. I think that's where Jesus is getting with lust. The brokenness that exists in me that sees a person as a lustful object is equal to going out and 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 ha- having an affair, is the exa- example he gives. The difference is, yes, certain things may damage another person in another way, and so I get the consequence may be worse, but as you mentioned, the consequence of me becoming a person who sees every person as a sexual object, that's pretty bad.
2: It's pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. And
1: I don't know why, and I get why we as humans want to quantify them and go, this one's really bad and this one's not as bad. Well,
2: the consequences to me personally, are, I become a person that really is bad internally, but there are greater consequences. If I made a promise to somebody and I have kids with somebody, there's a greater consequence to me destroying them and destroying the kids by things that don't just happen. The truth is, I can rarely become a person that sees everybody else as a sexual object and not be affecting them too. That's just the truth. You take Mm -hmm. that far enough, that stuff eventually works its way out, and people know about it, and you just don't think they know about it. Mm -hmm. Yes. it, It hurts them. You don't think people can see how lustful you are. You don't think they can see how hateful you are. You don't
1: think they can see how deceptive you are. Or there are things you are withholding from them. That's right. Because that, once again, if you go back to sin is what keeps me, it's what violates the law of love. I am violating the law of love when I choose not to honor you as a person by treating you as a sexual object. That does do damage to you. There are damage that, and that's the way I've always seen it. Is there's damage I can see. When I, when, I, when, I, when I cheat on my spouse, as you say, there's damage that gets done to my kids and I can see it. There's damage that gets done to my spouse that I can see. But I'll say this the person, I've I mentioned it before, that has had a pornography addiction while I was married. There were th- effects that no one could see that was going on in my marriage that now that I'm removed from that, I go, oh. I can see how healthy things are now that there was no visible damage done. But the damage is there because of what was going on in my soul, because I could not love my wife the way I should be able to. That Jesus, when he gets to the part about anger, where he says, you know, you haven't murdered. A Dallas Willard's one said, the, "What Jesus is pointing out is the only reason you haven't murdered is because it's culturally unacceptable for you right. to do it. Hmm. That because in their society, it wasn't culturally unacceptable that if I had a fist fight with you, I could still be a valued member of society and, and be murdered. Violent. Yes, and yeah. murder somebody." And everyone would go, well, that's just kind of like how some of us are. I'm the guy who yells at everyone at work. And people, I'm still acceptable at work because, man, I got the job done. Mm. He got it done. That's the way he gets things done. And Jesus is saying those things are equal. The difference is there's cultural things. But the damage, the guy who's yelling and cursing at people all the time, that is damage. You just don't see it on the surface. And so I think as we're saying, it's a yes and in that or a yes and no however you want to you know phrase it but the damage is there on both sides sure. well and it's one of those arguments that I always
2: want to I wish I could be in to just ask the person so if you say yes they are the same with god they are and if you say no they're not what is it I'm going to get either way from That's the right. answer That's right. what what is how does it help me love god and love people with either answer and if it doesn't help me with that I probably have the wrong answer. Whatever keeps me from loving God and loving Mm -hmm. people, I might very well, I just...
0: And I think either answer that causes me to be more comfortable with sin is the wrong answer. uh, Obviously, whatever (laughs) the sin is. Or
2: to look at another person and say, your sin's worse than mine.
0: Yes. because it's making making me me more comfortable comfortable with with my sin. That's what I mean.
2: That's what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: anything, because, and that may be the, and I hope that's not the motive of, I'm not saying it the person who asked, I know that's not your motive, but the motive of somebody who may be arguing with you for this point, I'd say, well, what are you trying to gain from this? You know, are you trying to say, well, my sins, it's all equal, so it's not as big of a deal so you can be okay with it? I mean, really?
2: I don't want to put, attach this to this, but you know, we have people in our church that struggle with everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. just, there isn't any, anything you can mention people in our church struggle (laughs) with. And when some of the visible ones get known, I've had people say to me, why aren't you, I mean, God calls those things wrong. And I said, yeah, I know. And we point out that they're wrong too. Mm -hmm. Why are you so upset with them, but you aren't upset with the fact that you're okay with judging them and not dealing with the fact that you don't love them? Mm. Right. Not loving them is Is also a sin. Mm -hmm. And... Once again, and that you're all jacked up about not loving them.
1: <laughs> well, what I mean is, if you want to get into weighing things, if the only thing we're supposed to be doing is loving people, then isn't just choosing not to love someone the ultimate sin? And I've had people can be another. You know what I mean? If that's the one thing I'm called to do, I'm. And I've I'm had not people, saying that. I'm I've using that in a rhetorical say to me, sense.
2: Well, but I am loving them by pointing out that they're wrong, and I've said to them. You pointing out to me that they're wrong is not loving. If you want yes. to go have a conversation with them yep. and talk to them, I do think that's loving. Why don't you go have... But saying that somehow you know what I'm doing with them is, you know...
0: But before you do that... Make sure you deal with your
2: you've stuff. You've got
0: some work to do according yes. to Jesus. Yep. So go do that.
1: Right. Well, and I <laughs> even right. think on the on the handles so, so everyone... When we say all sins are equal to God, I even hear this in in the way we're talking about it. There's an idea, and I don't mean us, I mean the way people talk to us about it, is there's this idea that God came to deal with my personal sins on the cross, that Jesus came to deal with mine. And it was almost as if, well, if all sins are not equal, that means God's sitting here like waiting, like, okay, this is worth one point. This is worth five Mm. points. Once we get to thirty five hundred points, I got to come in and deal with the sin of the world. Jesus said I came to deal with the sin of the world and that I came to deal. Sin big S. Yes, he came to and what he came to do and we talk about this is why the kingdom part is so important. It's not just about your personal morality. Jesus came to create to establish the kingdom of God and by doing so, it, we this language is all through the New Testament, purchase a people. Purchase a people that would be holy, set apart to God. Because that's
2: what God originally created was a people. Yes. He created a people in the garden.
1: That would live in such a way that would be like the Sermon on the Mount that we've gone through before. That would live in such a way that this is what love looks like. It'd be a people who operate in society this way. Well, if I'm operating in in society that way, all the ways in the Sermon on the Mount, then sin can't be part of it because all any sin is going to keep me from doing some part of that those commands and that's what god is interested in is making me the kind of person who freely Easily chooses to love every person. My desire to rid sin is not to get my personal point total down,
2: right? Mm. And so, because a point that I'm lower than you,
1: yeah, it's like saber metrics, metricsing your <laughs> sin count. Of I got to go, well, the three point ones are bigger, so let me get those off first. And I, I got to balance out, I want to have this three point sin, so let me get some of these bigger ones off.
2: Well, and what I have come to realize, and I haven't tried to hide all the uh, outward sins that I have that I and everyone else that has known me always thought were the bigger ones, it's turned out those weren't the bigger ones. Yes. Those were the visible ones. The, The ones that I have had to spend much, much, much more time on have been much bigger. And once you get one of those rocks out of the way, you realize, oh, there is a flow of the Spirit that now can happen but if all people keep pointing at is the stuff they can see, man, you're pointing at pebbles. You're yes. just pointing at little pebbles. Yes. You, those, those are not the... Let the Spirit deal with what the Spirit wants to deal with, and let's love each other. Ultimately, what Jesus came was to break our rebellion against God. We had been captured by this other, you know, force, our enemy that led us astray. He's breaking the bonds of that and giving us the chance to be back in the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is available And every sin is rebellion against God. Yes. I can't remember which, is that Paul that says that? Sin is rebellion. Mm -hmm. Sin is rebellion against God. So it is hard. Sin is just rebellion against God. And it doesn't matter if I rebel by lying or I rebel by committing adultery or I lie by, I mean, whatever I do, it's all rebellion.
1: Yes. And that's what Jesus is pointing out is it's impossible. We lie to ourselves and think it is possible for me to love people and secretly lust about them at the same time Well, you're just lying to yourself that's right you don't and that's what jesus is trying to point out to us you do think i can love people but curse them out in my mind well you can't and the longer you think you can the longer sin gets root in you and is keeping from you from living in the kingdom and we have to and all of us have it this is not any of us saying from a place of judgment all of us have the same things, and that's the benefit of living in communities. Other people can point those things out to me of saying, I think you're missing the mark on this.
0: Yeah. All right. We could probably talk all day on that one. <laughs> well, and I, I just, I'll just i say one more time. It's going to keep
1: talking. Yeah, <laughs> benefit, and it will. Here we it go. Just,
2: it's, just such a, it's just such a big deal. The, the benefit of living in kink, this is about living in community, is once we establish a community where we all accept that all sin is the same, I don't feel bad about pointing out to you something that other people think is bigger than my thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Once we all accept these are the same. I don't you don't have to have struggled in the exact same way. Right. Because we have all struggled in the exact same way because yes. sin is rebellion. And your former rebellion and my former rebellion—we might have had dip- different weapons that we attacked the good Lord King with. Right, mm-hmm. but we were both attacking the good Lord King. You by your
1: lying, and me by my drug abuse. Well, and I don't have to see other <laughs> sins as trivial. You know, you say certain things is big because I've also been in places where I go well that's just not that big of a deal. I mean, why do I really need to bring that up? Why do I need, it's just such a small deal. I know they lost their temper on their kids. Maybe I don't need to bring that up, but you know what I mean? Like it feels like, well, that's what everyone does that. So I don't want to sound like a hypocrite bringing that up. No, we, it's all the same.
2: Well, the the loving community is the place that says we're all the same. So we all should help each other. We're all the same. It's, when I talked about racism a few weeks ago, and I talked about a lot of people had let go of their racism in the cancer ward. The benefit of the cancer ward is everybody knows. Mm-hmm. I don't really care what form of cancer you have, nope. man. Cancer's trying to kill us. Yep. And so I just want to be with you. I just want to help you. And whatever I can do to help you, I'm willing to help you with. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to see. Sin is I, we do not we do not do battle against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. We we are not battling against that.
0: And it's all killing you. It's all destroying us. Yes. <laughs> Whether you categorize it or not. Yes. Okay. All right. Second question. And this came to me from uh, uh, someone just walked up to me and said, hey, I got a question for your podcast. So I'll try to, I, so I, if you're watching, listening, uh, I tried to rephrase it the way you asked me. Um, so I'll, I'll see if I did a go okay job. Um, guy comes up to me not too long ago and, and uh, he's, has a, a father who's passed away. Uh, I'm not sure how long ago, um, but his father was of the Jewish faith. He came from a Jewish family. Um, this guy, of course, is a follower of Jesus. Um, and he tells me, he said, you know, I prayed for my dad to come to Jesus, that he would become a follower of Jesus as well. Um, but, he, you know, to his knowledge, that never happened. And his father passed away. And uh, he, says, so I, he said, so I prayed for that pretty much his whole life. And his question was sort of two parts, Uh, one part being, so what happened to my prayer? You know, (laughs) Um, did God just decide not to answer that prayer? And if he did, why wouldn't he? Um, And then the other part, he says, and I've had some other people tell me, well, you don't need to worry about your dad because he was Jewish and that's God's chosen people and he's going to be just fine. And he said, so was that right too? And so that, those are the two questions. They're kind of different questions a little bit. So maybe we should take them one at a time, and and I did give this guy a short answer, but I, I said, well, we'll talk more of it on the podcast." And I said to that first question, I said, "You know, it, I, it's not that God didn't answer your prayer." I said, and this is sound I, to some people sounds very heretical. I said, but there are some things even God can't do.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: uh, and I said, what I mean by that is, I said, "Your your dad, your uh, God, God loved your dad so much that He refused." to force him into belief. And so your dad had a, had a free will up until the moment he passed away mm-hmm. to either surrender to God or not. And I said, and it was always God's desire that he would. Um, now, I said, and the other part of that is, I said, you, 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 by your mission, you don't know what went on between your dad and God all the way up to his, you know, the moment that he met him. <laughs> but so, you know, there's, there's no way to know of what happened. No. I said, but when it comes down to the prayer that you prayed, um, your prayer was heard the whole time, and it was certainly God's will that your dad would know him.
2: And answered according to what God, you know, God knows what we need before we ask, and the yep. Holy Spirit makes groanings for us that we don't understand. So maybe I'm praying, and this happens I, I know as a parent, I have prayed things to overpower the will of my children. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I have, you know, God helped them to decide to. Mm. And what God may be empowering me in that moment, the prayer God hears is, hey, Ed really wants this to happen with his child. And he's certainly going to put people around my child. But God may also be empowering me to do something with my child.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe he gives me what I need and so your prayers, our prayers are always answered. I mean, that's, Mm. you know, Dallas used to say, you pray, and then whatever happens next is the answer. (laughs) (laughs) You know, God's answering your prayer, Mm. and uh, you just have to look for his answer. You pray, Mm. whatever happens is the next thing. Mm -hmm. So, and then with regard to what happened with his dad, I think God is infinitely more gracious than we can imagine. I I don't know what that means in this particular instance, but I know that I know that God has done everything He can to get every person that can possibly be in heaven, In and by heaven
0: I mean to be with Him. Yes. He, they, he wants every person to be with Him. I think yeah. we've said it here on this podcast that everybody who can possibly stand to be with God will be with Him. That's right.
1: Well, and I think my hope is with, with all that, because there are people in my life and other people in all our lives that we've prayed for, and I hope will be with there. I, I just hold in my head, I, I hope to be surprised by the grace of God because mm-hmm. I'm always surprised by the grace of God. And I think, you know, we have an understanding of what Jesus has said about the kingdom and who gets into the kingdom, and we have to be faithful to what we know Jesus has said. But just like the Israelite, the Pharisees and all of them who lived at the time of Jesus— I have to be aware that even my understanding may be faulty and that one day I'll get to heaven and I'll go, Oh man, like you said, God is way more gracious than I could have imagined. And the things I thought, the way I understood Jesus of all of these prerequisites or whatever, Mm -hmm. right to the kingdom, I just misunderstood these little parts. So I preach and we teach our best understanding. We are faithful to what we understand Jesus saying about the kingdom but yeah, I'm 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 always hopeful that I will be surprised and get there and go. Oh, God is even better than I imagined, and I know I will get there. Pretty and sure know. you will. God is better than I <laughs> imagined, and whatever the answer, whatever that is, right? No matter what this particular thing is, it will always be better than what I imagine it will be. Mm-hmm. And I think also because I know this will go into our next question as well, um, but about prayer, I think it's important for us to understand even in the idea of. I pray and what God's answer is, we tend to have a very um, one-sided view of, of what answers to prayers look like. And I, I mean, I've even taught this to, you know, teenagers that there's yes, no, and wait, or, you know, those are the kind of things. But that really even limits God's conversational ability because if I came to Jason and said, Jason, I've got a problem. Can you help me? If you say anything else other than yes, no, and wait— then you're then then that's not an answer right and sometimes we do that to people Well, we We,
2: do seem to think god has an exceptionally limited vocabulary
1: right (laughs) that god may have answered your way in a way and so people go well if the answer is not yes it must be no or it must be wait or it may have been that god as and, and and ed was talking about this in there God is wanting to have a conversation with you about, hey, I hear what your heart is, and I hear how much you care about your dad. Did you know I care about your dad? Hmm. Did you know that I, I, I'm, 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 I'm in this? That it's a conversation, because that is the way I would treat one of my... My children come to me all the time with requests that the answer may be ultimately no, but if they come to me and dad and say, dad, you yes, no, give me the answer. I want to explain to them. I want to talk to them and go, hey, I hear your heart. I hear that you want this right now. And I want, you know, that's a good thing that you have that desire. And and let me tell you what you don't understand and all that to be a part of the conversation. So as, as both Jason and Ed said, God heard your prayer. I believe God answered your prayer. Uh, But if all you're looking for is a yes, no, or wait, you may never get to hear it.
2: And if all I ask in prayers, which I find often when we pray for other people, particularly about the behavior or the choices of other people, is I can pray in such a way that overpowers them.
1: Oh,
0: right. You
2: are now asking for something that you would not want God to grant to anyone over you. Yeah. I I certainly hope god is not granting to someone else the power to overpower my decisions Mm
0: -hmm.
2: it just doesn't feel it doesn't feel any more loving than if i turned one of my children over to somebody and said hey you make them do whatever you want them to do Mm -hmm. as a father that would not be very loving and i don't think that's what god wants I have learned. I guess one of the things I keep learning as a grandpa is often I now can say to my grandchildren, they'll come and ask me stuff, and I'll go, "What is it you're really hoping? What do you what do you want to see happen here?" Mm-hmm. I, what I'm trying to say to them is, "You're asking me the wrong question." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're really. Why don't we try to work on a better question? You might get a better answer mm-hmm. if you have got a different question. So I I feel for the person who asked the question because all of us. If we really engage in loving God and loving people, we are going to have more and more people who enter in, who leave this life that we don't yet know where they stand with Jesus. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's where followers of Christ should be. We should be doing everything we can to get the answer question answered, but you're never going to have them all. That's right. And you either have to limit your exposure to people, which is, now I'm disobeying God, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or... I'm going to have a bunch of those situations, so I, I feel for the person. I'd also like to—there's a side part of this that I don't want to get— I don't want to just leave it unanswered because I've, I'm now at a point where I think if you leave something out there that got stated as truth that you don't address as maybe not being true, people think you thought it was true, yeah. <laughs> the part about the Jewish people— I just, so
0: I, I, I want to separate
1: that from this Cl- Clarify what it is from the question, because I don't remember that part of the question. I apologize. Uh, he, was
0: just, he also mentioned to me, he said, I have a lot of people that will just say, oh, you don't need to worry about your dad because the Jewish nation gets in automatically. They're God's chosen people.
1: Oh, okay. All right, I'm so
2: you. then if I just say to the, th- this person and whoever said it to them and to people in general, because you're, you're not the first person yeah. to have that right. thought about the Jewish people. But the whole first history of the church is nothing but Jewish people Mm -hmm. who decided they had to follow Jesus. And when they followed Jesus, the apostles said, salvation has now come to this Jewish person. Right. And Jesus himself is hanging on the cross next to a Jewish person on each side, and he said to one of them, today this one will be in paradise. The other guy also was a part of the covenant, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't say that to him. He has a conversation with a Jewish tax collector, Zacchaeus, and when Zacchaeus says, I will pay back sevenfold, he says, now salvation has come to this person. So there's so much in what Jesus said that... Is basically saying to the Jewish people, "I think you've un- misunderstood what it meant to be chosen," <laughs> right? And that to a bunch of people that say that, I just want—I just want to give you a different category. You, you negate so much of what Jesus came to, and I'm not the person who said that to you. They weren't saying it, That's so right. I don't, I'm not talking to them. I just—I don't want anybody to think that it doesn't make sense to me biblically that this standard of oh, they're all Jews. I yeah. mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus was a Jew who only spoke to Jews primarily and he still died for their sins and the rest of the world.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think Christians who say that, I don't think they understand that they are diminishing the cross Yeah, when they say that. I'm, I'm not saying they intend to, um, but they are when mm-hmm. they, they, they make less of what Jesus came to bring us because if, if, you, if you come to God through any other way, then the cross was was really for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so any other way is diminishing it. Yes, so I think that's what we're trying to say. There. That's
2: exactly. I just want to be really clear. Yeah. Jesus is the way, singular. Yes. Yep. And yeah, so I didn't want anybody to think we agreed with that because we didn't say. Differently.
0: Thanks for clearing that up. You're um, good. We
2: can it. edit that out if we need no. To. Oh, no, we're gonna keep that. <laughs>
0: That's good stuff. So, um, we are coming close to our our time, and I don't want to shortchange this. Other questions so we call got. call it time. So we're going to call it, and uh, I'm going to put this question off till next week. Um, this is the last question we had come in when we were taping. Um, so um, tune back in next week. We're going to talk about it's, it's another question about prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, if you're the one who sent this in, I'm sorry we didn't get to it today. Uh, we're going to get to it next week. That'll be our lead question coming yep. in to next week. So, all right. We are done. We will see you next time.
2: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.